0: Hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella at the world messenger, and we are again for another epic episode of the Legacy Leader Show. I have a pleasure to bring uh, today to you all a great guest that is joining us from Atlanta, Georgia, Jeff Ettringer, who is a phenomenal interpreter, very creative mind, and who created something fabulous. Make everything easy still entrepreneur, former engineer, and engineer executive that actually knows what it takes to make anything easy. Without further ado, Jeff, how are ya? Hey Isabella, I'm doing great, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, great to have you. How, how is it going Everything with everything in Atlanta?
1: Yeah, everything here is great in Atlanta. And that's why uh, I, I essentially have been working on my business, make anything easy and uh, helping CEOs, executives uh, look very presentable and awesome online um, and uh, helping them achieve some goals of, of just being able to reach lots of people in a very professional manner.
0: Wow. So you're very artsy, very visual, very creative, but it's also concept behind it to, <clears throat> to make everything easy. Excuse me. So do you mind sharing before you arrive to make it everything easy, a little bit journey? Obviously, uh, I'm sure the viewers and listeners like to learn a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up and, and how did you arrive? Where are you today?
1: Yeah, no, I grew up in uh, in Iowa. And so I have a, a very large family there, a big family of, of basically, boy, there's 220 of us extended. Wow. Family. Yeah. And it's wonderful. I think that's where I kind of learned a lot of the techniques to make anything easy. And uh, because I've just had so many relatives that I've uh, got to have conversations with and all these disparate life uh, things that happen to everyone over years and years and years of them uh, having experiences You get to learn very quickly as a young man uh, that everyone has their own kind of path and they're all doing their own thing. And uh, you always bring that together. So I've had so many wonderful family members that you get to have these conversations with and stories and you learn what they're doing and how they're deciding to uh, approach life. And so to make anything easy... Uh, I would take in and, and just figure it out what, okay, so what, what's my uncle working on? And one of them was doing some really cool projects and building these things that were amazing. And I'm like, wow. And then my grandfather was a farmer, both of my grandfathers. And then they had these huge families. So I would learn on the farm, just work ethic. And what do you do in order to accomplish stuff? And it's about you know, putting in that time every day, getting up and, you know, you have to feed the animals. You have to go out and bale hay and, uh, and then also selling things. So that's kind of where I got entrepreneurship. My, uncle, my grandfather would sell watermelons. He would buy watermelons, drive them to a store, sell them, but then get a load of corn and then take that corn back to feed his cattle. And I realized the barter system as well. Um, There's so many cool things that uh, that occurred over the years. And uh, that's kind of what formed uh, uh, my um, early on entrepreneurship, because he would give me like five watermelons and then go, go sell them down the street. You can do whatever you want with them. I was like, wow, I can get 20 bucks per watermelon because all the rich people wanted some watermelon. And if it's to their door and I've got it in a wagon, you know, pulling it down, I wasn't very old and uh, I would sell these watermelons door to door. So that's kind of where I started, uh, started out in Iowa, which is one of the leading entrepreneurship um, uh, states in the, in the US.
0: Wow, that is amazing. That's a beautiful story. And a lot of kids did not have that exposure and opportunity, unfortunately. And of course, as we know, both of us, it's not necessarily what you also learn in school. So it's so great when you have that early foundation on work ethics, leadership, and also what it takes
1: to creatively solve the problem, right? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's cool because then you see how that one person solves it. And then uh, my uh, stepfather was a professor at the university. So I'd interact with these professors and have these great conversations. And um, my neighbor was a professor, Russ. Uh, and Russ uh, taught me how to promulgate my esteemed cogitations and articulate <laughs> my superficial sentimentalities. He taught me some phrases when I was younger and then some jokes and just bringing levity. And and being genuinely being present, I found has been the uh, biggest gift that uh, everyone has given me.
0: That is fantastic job. So now talk about education. I'm sure, obviously, that influenced so much for you to actually continue to be curious and explore, uh, and then start your engineering path. So yeah, you can a little bit about that because, uh, in. We, need, we desperately need creative, smart, capable engineers. Today we have a huge deficit and I can't even imagine how much we were needed at that time. So please share a little bit of that journey.
1: Yeah, um, I what happened is uh, actually in high school, I, I started with some electronic projects and uh, it was cool. I actually created my own little course at high school, in high school, uh, created a really cool amp that actually did equalizing and it, it actually sensed all the different frequencies from, uh, uh, from sound and I did this op amp. And so once I started wiring stuff, I enjoyed that. So then I started uh, and got a, a wonderful electronics degree and, uh, and then worked at uh, a, a company that was just amazing. For five years, we were doing plastic injection molding. Uh, they expanded the plant, $80 million expansion. And at that time, it was a, that's a pretty wow. hefty amount. Yeah. So then I was actually cutting my teeth and trying to figure out all the automation and robotics because I was only 20.
0: <laughs> and wow, was like,
1: robotics even back then. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, we had um, some It's early stage robotics, some things that I was actually getting to do with the PLCs. They're called programmable logic controllers. They're wow. a, a system that can run 24 hours a, a day, seven days a week without stop, without fail. And then they have redundancy built into them. So they'll keep everything running smoothly. And so when I started to dive into that world, I realized that I wanted to learn the electronics to it. But after about a year, I was telling the engineer, I said, Hey, there's a problem with this line and it's going to break because I could see some patterns that were happening and pattern recognition is very important in entrepreneurship as with anything else. So I recognized it was going to break. I went to the engineer and said, Hey, this is going to break and uh, there's going to be an issue. And he looked at me and he goes, look, kid, I'm the engineer. (laughs) You don't know crap. I'm the one who knows. So yeah. don't be telling me. And I went, oh my gosh, he just has an engineering degree. Well, two, uh, about a month and a half later, it breaks. And he's, uh, he, he did the exact same thing I told him to do. He used the idea that I gave him and that I felt that I gave him. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he already knew it um, and, uh, and fixed it that way. And everybody's like, that's great. Way to go, man. And, uh, and I went, wait a second. I could be an engineer. I just need to get the degree. So uh, after one year of not taking any school, I went back and uh, started with uh, electrical engineering, uh, changed it to industrial, to mechanical, and ended up with uh, engineering operations with an emphasis in business at Iowa State University. And uh, it was awesome. And Uh, Worked at Ames laboratory built a replica of the world's first electronic digital computer from 1937 and yeah yeah yeah, i've got and I should have should have had some photos ready for you, Uh, but (laughs) essentially it's it's pretty cool because it's about the size of a desk. and, uh, and then worked and built and raced solar cars uh, for five years while I was at Iowa State. Uh, but I had gone to school the whole time previous to that while I was working. So I had another few years. Well, when I went for my first job, big major job interview, because I already had a job uh, with uh, Rockwell. They uh, brought me in and, and he's looking this wonderful CEO and uh, Mike was looking at my, my resume and he goes, uh, you were in college for 12 years and I go, no, no, I wasn't in college for 12 years and he goes, yeah, yeah, you're, and I was like, no, 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 and he, he started adding it up in front of me and I had no idea here I had been in school 12 years. And didn't even realize that I had been educating myself constantly, and I'm still doing that today. I'm always searching for knowledge for some kind of information. How can I educate myself in some way? Um, And and I think it's really important that you have that curiosity and you search out those individuals to find um, that information from. So it was each of those professors. So you find that professor that resonates with you and those classes I did well in the other classes like extreme statistics I didn't do so well in so I'd have to find someone to help me with some of that but I was good at it. And I actually ended up finding somebody who helped me and I was able to pass really well it was great but uh, those struggles help you too so. Yeah, that's the, the education part yep and i'm still still doing it today i feel like um you know i've, I've studied a lot about the mba and program and and i mentor uh, uh georgia tech students uh, i've mentored phd students um here uh and business startups and then the uh, uh students just reviewing their resumes here in georgia uh since i've been here so it's 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 good to continue to have that curiosity and not stop that thirst for knowledge
0: I, I cannot say, I'm, I'm blown away. I knew that you were insanely exa- creative, smart, capable. And just from a little period of time that I know you, how much of altum knowledge you were able to easily apply in such a diverse way and, and such a great, brilliant mind. But just see now how much you also were uh, toying or playing with different aspects of engineering and, and finding also the ways how they complement and how they leverage each other in the best possible ways and scenarios as also industrialization and everything all around was uh, obviously increasing and changing and innovating and disrupting I mean electrical cars and racing and all of that and such a early stages, you were always up front of that early adoption, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think about it as renewable energy. It had just started. The EV1 had just come out. Um, and we were building solar cars and racing them, uh, so I was involved with that, sustainable energy, renewable energy, um, and, uh, and we were using lead-acid batteries at the time, and we weren't able to use uh, different uh, lithium batteries or anything else because they were so expensive then. Now, you know, you can get them pretty inexpensively, so to think about that I was building battery packs, when you're using deep cycle batteries and we're experimenting with these horizon batteries that actually had the instead of vertical Um, uh, mesh uh, plates inside of them that this, and they would short out at the bottom. We had horizon batteries that we tested and we tested uh, uh, batteries from the space station that were going up. So we had some uh, cool batteries that were given it to us, but those are for zero. So their temperature is freezing in the, in outer space. So when we tried them, as soon as they got too they're hot, the hurt. batteries, just yeah, they, they got too hot because they're in a solar car and we're driving in the heat of the summer across the United States racing from Colorado, or excuse me, from uh, Indianapolis to Colorado. We actually did a loop Ooh. around the Indi- yeah, Indianapolis 500 racetrack. We were the first electric vehicles, non-gas powered vehicles allowed on the track. And we did this lap around the track and we were practicing and training on the track first. And then uh, when the race started, we did a lap around it and then shot off and, and uh, drove across the United States for 10 days. And it was a stage race like the Tour Le Mans. And, uh, and when we got to the end, they had a, um, <clears throat> an award that they gave out to the thousand some students. And this was something that Dr. Hill told me to, uh, make sure I always say, and I was like, why should I say it? And he goes, Jeff, he goes, you need to tell people this. They gave me the award for the star of sunrace. So out of the thousand students and six, I forget how many of their 30, some uh, participating universities, they picked one, one male and one female to as- achieve this or to get this award elected by all the peers. So all the students voted and they voted me as star of the sun race and then another female. And I was like, oh my gosh, another, wait a second, a, a female. And so, and she was amazing too. And then, uh, and so they gave me that award As a star of sunrace and then the next year two years later they gave me the award again out of the thousand people so out of all these huge groups and i was like what's the big deal dr hill because i was just being me kind of like we are when we're doing our thing with clubhouse uh just people gravitate
0: you know bringing your a game without really realizing that your a game is actually less than 1% and, and the, off top of everybody else that they're doing. Yeah. And we can't see that, can we? Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, and and it's, I, I, I still, when I still think about it, it's, I, I'm just being me. I'm just trying to solve problems, help people figure out things or, or uh, educate myself. But by listening to people and figuring out what it is, what their issues are, that's how I learned to make anything easy. So when when I think about anything, I think about whether it be studios, whether it be automation, robotics, after you've done these super complex things, but I'm always curious, like how does that actually work? What are the physics behind this? Richard Feynman is my favorite physicist. He's passed away now. But I essentially listening to how those physics work on a micro level, on a very minute, just minute level, like, okay, how are these little atoms vibrating together? And when you put these two materials together, they make a junction. And then how do you add a capacitive charge to that, where then that turns into a one or a zero if it's not present? And then that's math. One, zero, one, zero, that every computer we have. And so to get to work on that first computer ever built in the world, and then use that on the solar car, and then use that in robotics and industrial automation. And the reason I usually say robotics is so people can understand that that's industrial. Sure. It's, essentially, it's not always robots. And there's a very specific niche for robots, But um, yes. and, and that's a, a total different level. But um, just understanding those, those little things and how they tie together, you can then bring them to something as easy, and it makes it very simple to build a studio. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I understand how this camera works. I understand how that works, the lights, everything. And then how can you make that really easy for someone else to use? In a very good way, because it's between you, you as a person and interacting with the machine, interacting with your phone, I was going to grab my phone, interacting with anything, what are those processes, because I've studied a lot of psychology and sociology, how do you understand how that person feels about the technology, when they pick it up, when they look at it, you know, how how can you educate them in a way that makes sense to them and make it easy so that's the premise behind my uh, company
0: that is brilliant i'm so glad you walk us through that process because again right now we're having so much demand and need for more disruption more innovation and rapid rapid adaptation as a result of it and, and you're right, a lot of interfaces, because of the speed, they don't get fully developed with end user in mind. And yes, of course, you wanna get something on the market and test it out and improve as you go. But having, uh, again, sometimes too many buttons, it's not necessarily, yeah, a fun thing maybe, but not necessarily user-friendly and then understanding what buttons and w- which features and how they're played yeah. and laid out and et cetera. But also as we're going so much towards technology right now, it's amazing and everything is consumed with technology we yeah. can't have nothing anymore done without having devices or pieces of technology in our life from alarms to whatever reminders to emails to texts to different features and, and mediums uh, that we use in order to communicate in order to see each other exactly. in order to finish the business in order to have the the deals done or whatever might be the case um, i have really want to preface how much complexity how much wrong solutions are focused on or how much wrong problems are being tried to be solved without that gets people frustrated and flustered because they don't understand a what is the problem what is the root cause b what needs to be fixed and how to fix and what's the easiest path for yeah and and over- it's uh, over the- complicated as a human
1: <clears throat> That's and what's what's happening too is the fact that uh, uh, it's not even buttons anymore. It's the voice. It's motion. It's different things. There's so many different inputs. And then how do you make that algorithm? How do you use artificial intelligence and make that easy so that it's actually helping you and assisting you? But um, but also like you said, there's some unattended consequences to a lot of that. You give up your freedoms. You give up some of those things that uh, some people get concerned about. And I think at an individual basis, you shouldn't be so concerned about that. But you have to realize that, that these tools are being used to manipulate you in marketing. These tools are being used to shift you to whatever thing that you enjoy the most. But at the same time, that's separating the two sides of, of uh, what we're, I guess, the two sides of our, um, I don't know if two sides is, yeah, yin and yang. Right yeah. so around the world, though, it's not yeah. just here yeah. in the US it's yes. it's everywhere we're in the US, but this is a worldwide global. Um, epidemic wow yes. a global epidemic, a global situation <laughs> and we try to see it in a micro because we think about our town our city our neighbors and if you stay in that and you don't think about the whole world, I think yeah. sometimes you can be comfortable with that. but And, and maybe you live your whole life like that, but, maybe, but if you stretch and you decide that you're gonna interact with the entire world, then you better be prepared for, for being very open to all types of things that are gonna go on. Because my grandmother never left Iowa. She, she left it like in a car, but she never got in an airplane. And she'd never tried, she traveled just around the states and stuff. And she had, um, there's 156 of us descendants from my grandmother. 156. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, 14. Large. She I had 14 thought, I thought kids.
0: My family is like large. That is nothing comparison to you guys.
1: She, she had 14 kids. And then of, of those kids, they all got married. So there's 28 and my wonderful aunts and uncles who I love so much. And then my cousins, and then they all have had kids. So there's a huge amount. I mean, I think it's a pyramid scheme. They started, it was just amazing. <laughs> and my other grandmother had 87 and there was 11 in my mom's side of the family. So this huge family, 87, 156, but my grandmother never left Iowa. And I asked her this and, and she was at, at the end of her life. And I said, grandma, I said, you, you've never flown anywhere. What you've never left. Why, why haven't you gone? You never want, she goes, Jeff, she goes, everything I ever wanted is right here. I wanted to be uh, here. Why would I ever need to go anywhere? Oh, uh, that's so I, it's, and beautiful. Uh-huh. So you have to respect the fact that Goodness. as an individual, maybe you don't need to leave. But, but uh, since we've traveled the world, we want others to experience that. Yes. But maybe they don't have to. So we have to be very compassionate at the fact that some people want to live their lives without being exposed to that, have a simple life, And not be complicated with electronics, still use paper, still do those things, still get a newspaper delivered to them, use the mail system and and not branch out and even touch a computer. I mean, that's the reality is, is some people don't. So I think as we adopt technology... We assume everybody's there. And I found out pretty quickly. I didn't realize how far ahead I was until we started getting on Clubhouse. And I listened to all these amazing business people. And some of these, I'm like, they didn't even know some of the stuff that, I mean, they weren't exploring like I was exploring for the electronics and everything else. But they had other people that did so you realize that they had just surrounded themselves with super intelligent people that helped them use the technology but maybe they're still using a notepad which is fine that's a, it's probably the most powerful thing you can do is write physically with yes. your hand and a yes. pen yes. so I still like using that. that because that's very visceral i mean it's very tactile for you and it helps you look at those goals so I hope I'm not <laughs> going no, on this
0: great. And thank you for reflecting and one of the things it is uh, that, uh again your early adopter you're actually before even early adaptation you also explorer who is tra- uh, blazing the paths that then gets into early adaptation and it's so beautiful to have that spectrum because not everybody's on that level and sometimes people as we know most of people do resist the change and most people don't realize how much they're setting themselves behind not because of not adopting necessarily technology new products or new systems but not allowing to be creative not allowing to experiment not allowing to fail not allowing to really depict what works for them because right. how do you know what you like if you never tried it how do you know what's good for you if you know also never allowed yeah. for yourself to try it too right certain things i guess we can say we know they're <laughs> just not for us but but In most large scheme of things, you know, we we really need to be able to test and and experiment and then make a decision. Specifically as entrepreneurs, as a small business owners, as the disruptors, or even on the large Fortune 500 list, why do you think Fortune 500 companies are are buying smaller companies that are already innovated and already problem (laughs) solved and already made everything easy?
1: Anything, yeah.
0: Because they can move the needle quickly foster and make things more efficient but also in some ways much more effective with their teams, right? Yeah
1: and I think about that too, Isabella. when you said that it I was thinking and when I said that about people not understanding that part, they don't have to. They, yeah. They're brilliant in their own mind. they have very not in their own mind. they're brilliant and they, they realize to leverage other people's um, abilities just like I do and you do. Uh, they don't need to know it for me personally. If I'm doing something, I want to know down to the bit level. I want to know down to the atoms. What are those atoms doing? How are they vibrating? Why are they vibrating? How are they interacting from materials all the way up to my actions to posting something on a social media? But that's me, and I want to understand it. Yeah. So I have, have been curious about how do we go from our computer from this chip that's on the camera all the way down and then broadcasting this signal back and forth to each other. How are those, how's that software interplaying? Other people don't ever need to know that, but for me, it's a comfort to understand how this communication, how the electrons are flowing. And I, I kind of visualize that and see it. So how do I help other people understand that making it easy for them? Um, and, 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 Understanding, okay, there's a certain level where you do need to know it, but then you actually don't. I mean, what, 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 for me, I'm like, why aren't you guys learning this? Why don't you understand it? It's like, oh, because your brain fills up after a certain time. And, it's, and then also,
0: it's, it's like, not everybody has the strengths in physics. I have to say, I mean, I was horrible at physics because we're just so territory driven lectures and I didn't, and I'm an experiential learner. And there was like, I would just memorize crap but I will not necessarily understand it. But if I had a chance to see how it works and if I had a chance to see what you're doing I will fall in love with that huge difference, right? It's also how we represent something to someone and why should I care? Why is it important? How this applies in real life if you don't have the connection and you don't know, you will not even pay attention to it. That's right. On Everybody has a different skill sets and different priorities. But what we need to improve on, what is a huge opportunity, Jeff, is to know this is your domain. This is your expertise. I don't need to micromanage. I need not need to helicopter around you. I just need to let you do your piece and then understanding what I am doing and how is that complementing and right. how is that fitting together? as an overall outcome. And that is where we've seen, as you know already, so much disconnect with companies, with business owners, with decision-makers, with executives that are not necessarily taking an equation, all pieces of puzzle, but yeah. really allowing people that it can do better than them and give
1: that trust, right? Exactly. And, and I think about the fact that um, uh, as you said that, I was like, okay, wait a second. I applied a lot of those things then that I knew then to business, entrepreneurship. I started my first businesses and I applied that critical thinking and that thought process. So I, I used those skills that I, I, I developed in college, I developed in school, and you can do it without it. There's a lot of brilliant people that never went to school or didn't didn't get that much education, but they understand that that critical thinking, trust but verify, and as they build upon it each time, you get better and better and better. And so that's when I started my entrepreneurship. I started businesses. I started learning how can I create these businesses in order, and then transfer that to money, transfer that to to those things instead of the electronic part of it. But to have that background to pull upon, it's like when I talk to an engineer, a team of engineers and, and these students, these young students were so caught up in the book. Like they were trying to read all the details. And I'm like, let's bring that to what you can understand and figure it out. Like you said, that it, was, it can be difficult to understand those basic concepts and stuff. So, so simplifying that in a manner. And if you had the right person tell you So you have to search that person out the right person explaining to you how it works, how anything works together, and they explain it in a simple fashion, you can learn it but it has to be that 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 touch for you, it has to be that thing that you enjoy, and so relating those things. In a, in a well, in a in a digestible manner. So that's that's what I've I've really enjoy, and getting to teach others to do it on my team and everything else. Like here's how you go about doing this. Um, it, it can be very rewarding
0: that is amazing and because also it's applicable in any industry in any life situation and that is why i'm super excited because us uh, where i sit seeing a lot of advisory and strategic thinking and decision making right and then then you have the next year okay now we arrived what we wanted to do let's now you know coach and consult and that's where i see a lot of things go so quickly sideways and taking way too much time way too much money and also a lot of frictions with teams and people because uh, they're asked to do something that's not even clear in their own mind and, yeah. and they're not sure what to do and it's and it's not because it's never done before necessarily but just because it's no alignment no clear picture no clear direction and a lot of times the complexity of things not everybody can digest the complexity and we live in a world of complexity so having that gold and having that mind frame and knowing how to apply that to anything it, it's like a miracle and and magical wand in many ways because we need everything done yesterday, right? Everything is up and COVID uh, kind of slow us down so we can rethink a lot of things, but we still have to catch up and we need to really figure it out what we need to do, what priorities are in order to survive as our companies and enterprise in order to continue to grow and then to thrive, right? So right now, we're also dealing with very dire situations. And, and I just want to depict that how important shifts we're seeing is there. So thank you for highlighting. Yeah,
1: <laughs> thank you. This is great.
0: So with this in mind, I mean, for everybody that's watching and listening, you guys probably seen a little bit of social media outside of the clubhouse that we post occasional stuff. Jeff and I are doing some phenomenal work of leadership round tables, where we have bringing, uh, we're bringing all the amazing uh, thought leaders uh, as well around table to, to discussion with us. And beside his phenomenal moderator and great, great enthusiastic person that really can deal with any challenging situation. And we, boy, run into some of those. Mm-hmm with people that are trying to bring very interesting dynamics. It's also shown how we practice and preach that on, in the real time, live, no edited, real and raw at, at the moment. And not everybody knows how to, A, handle that, manage that, and as well move the needle in the right direction. And having people with such a different backgrounds, I just wanted to say that is the future, guys. Uncomfortably comfortable, right on the on the air, no like right in the live or, or real time. No chance to you have to think on your feet. You need to know what to ask, when to pose, when to level set, when to stop. That all of those things that businesses are right now trying to figure it out. And for everybody that is again watching and listening, we'll have a links where to go uh, and what. Uh, how to join how to be part of the movement how to be part of the inspiration transformation but also necessary impact that everybody's right now actually craving for
1: yes exactly oh my gosh i and it's it's pretty exciting as uh Clubhouse has kind of opened up the audio, uh, allowed us to bring in disparate groups, uh, kind of rip the mask off of social media, allow you to be your authentic self, have some discussions where you don't have to worry about how you're presented, uh, getting ready for a Zoom meeting, um, having that video interaction, Uh, it can change, it it really changed because then when people, if you notice, when people get really thoughtful in the rooms that, that Isabel and I have been in, and these amazing business leaders come in and discuss. I almost envision this. I envision them just kind of kicking back. And then they start talking and they're thinking and they're 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 off and, and and then they they their ideal authentic self comes out. So it's almost as if they're they're able to relax beyond because they're not having to worry about the physical presence and how they're looking and that visual cortex. So they're able to just close just just drift off and actually get to the core of who they are. Have yeah. that and speak about those feelings and about how how they're utilizing those things. Instead of having to be that that you know presentation and, and yes tightened so, up and oh my gosh traditional and, yeah.
0: stoic and portraying ex- exuding something that action reality are also not and we can see that disconnect but what is also huge difference is it's not just because they don't have a camera it is also environment that is being created that based on voice and vibration of the true heart centered welcome smile yeah. when we talk we smile when we talk we are truly genuinely interested in their in their in their life in their situation in advice that we're giving and and you cannot take that away I mean you nope. can't fake it but you also cannot take it that away with anything else that is out there because that is the where where, where true human connection is happening and the reason why I'm highlighting this everybody's craving real human connection right now yeah and that will never go away because we did not even realize how much we were deprived of it till COVID happened because right. I of that before, but the magnitude that really pointed out and stripped all these layers, and that's going to strip how we do business, how we interact, how we, how we work together, how we collaborate, how we close the deals, how we depict who we want to work with and who we yeah. don't want to work with, what projects will drive our passion, what impacts they're creating beyond just our uh, eyes and KPIs and revenues for the company. Are yep. they really making impact on global scale and socially? Yeah.
1: yeah, it's exacerbated the problem. It's it's, and I don't know if a problem. It's really brought brought out all of those um, uh, things that we didn't think about previously. I think we were we're hiding from some of that, and it's it's changing. It's changed um, our environment. It's going to be different going forward. Um, I think. Uh, For my experience and for anyone else who has gotten on to Clubhouse, it really opened my eyes to the capability of having... A connection with all those people I know all over the world, India, Japan. I was just talking to some people from Japan. I had done a project in Japan. Um, we were uh, just knowing those nuances of interacting with people from Japan, interacting with people from Russia, interacting with people from all over the world, from uh Morocco, from uh I met some friends from Morocco. I was like, no way, we were in Morocco together just year, just a few years ago, um, the UK, and and realized in Canada. And it's like, wait a second, we're all connected. And so disparate, but my contact database was blown up. And I'm like, everyone that I knew and have met from my travels, they're on Clubhouse. And now I'm making new ones. And you find those people that you resonate with that you can help. And my cup is full. I have so much that I have been given by being on that app. And, and meeting you and getting to interact with you. And now the business part of that, because it's opened up a lot of business opportunities for us and for everyone on there, yeah. if that's what you're looking for. And yeah. so it's allowed us to um, make those connections on a deeper level. People, you know, that we'd never get to meet in person, typically. I mean, I was on the stage with the Elon Musk part and I'm like, what, wait a second, I'm listening to Elon Musk and you were in the in the room yeah, i was in the room
0: one of the first
1: guys and you he heard directly yeah.
0: and and you were able to suck that in in a, such a different way yeah. but some of us were like listening to uh, other overflowing rooms but then less yes but not a less listening to him share something epic in time that we're in right now like our most historic pivotal moments of where we're going as a society as a humanity and we're part of the solution and that's the beauty what i really want for listeners and viewers to hear this is the part of the solution guys and things will never be the same and actually some of things don't need to be the same and it's okay to really make them better and and you're forefront of making it happen so please yeah
1: (laughs) That's and it's it's uh, uh Mark Zuckerberg was on there. There's a lot of other people, and there's these wonderful people getting on here every day on Clubhouse. I'm saying here because it's as if I'm on it right now, but I'm not. But uh there's wonderful people, but then also being able to apply that. So that's kind of, I mean, that's essentially why we're here, why we're doing this right now. You and I are having this conversation is to get the message out to those people on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on different social media platforms that we would help bridge that. We would help bring together those business deals, those things that they're looking at doing, and how can we actually help them, uh, you know, achieve the goals that they want to achieve. And so we have some great things that we can do and bring that together. And uh, I'm excited.
0: That is fantastic, and again, uh, it's super great to hear your point of view, Jeff. Here from your early beginnings and 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 how you led with your own passion, curiosity, and continue to be experiential. And right now, what we're experiencing in and 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 bringing to the table, I just cannot. Wait to see snowballing effects going to create, but with that in mind, because we're getting close to the top of our hour, do you mind yeah, just yeah. tell me here, uh, what is still in your bucket list? I know both of us travel the world and we've lived in so many places and experienced with so many different cultures, and 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 we feel like. Global citizens in many ways, right? Right. So, uh, I'm curious what somebody called Camphill so much, what's in your bucket list? What wow. is still something that we will say, I would love to experience this sooner than later?
1: Yeah, I think. Uh some more travel worldwide. Obviously we're in the pandemic, so we can't currently, but I'm looking forward to when we can travel more and, and do that in a safe fashion where um, uh, we can experience more things. And I, that's, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I had set a goal uh, last year. I said, oh, I'm gonna impact a million people. And then my friend, uh, one of the people I ran into, she said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you setting your goals so low? You need to, you need yes. to have it unlimited and and i went oh my gosh i mean there's only what 8 8 uh, billion people in the world so yes. why not uh, why not reach for unlimited and so to impact as many people as, as possible, whether it be positive or negative it might be negative, I, it could be and that's impacting them, but I, I'm, I'm guessing most of it will be positive and if not that's Absolutely. fine too. And so how can I impact those people I think that's what um, uh, I'm looking forward to the most is by bringing projects bringing some of these wonderful things, how can I impact millions and millions and millions of people in a positive way that can help them uh, open up their eyes, experience things in a different way, in, a, in an easy fashion, that then they can do it. And that's where uh, making Anything Easy has come about.
0: Of course, and continue to make it everything easy so that people may be making anything easy, but also making people to understand that Things can be done in such a lighter lighthearted way and have a tremendous outcome. Yeah. That's beautiful. And on the end, uh, what would you like to be known for? What would you like to be your legacy? Because right now we're looking um, different ways for a lot of people used to be plaque on the building or plaque on the, bench oh, yeah. or whatever or street name but i'm curious um what would be something that you know you lived purposefully and you fulfilled your dreams and in a way future generations have benefited from but all of your innovate innovative ways you you, you so far handled disrupted and 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 complemented with change and transformation i'm curious yeah. what that would I, be
1: whoo so the first thing that came to mind when you said that is how I made people feel. And Uh, so I think about the feeling that I've left is my legacy, is when I've interacted with those individuals, realizing that it might be only one and only time that I, I have that interaction. Hopefully it's more, but you can only speak a certain amount of time you can only have a certain amount of energy between two people between you and many people and that's why i think the the power of clubhouse part is is able to impact thousands of people simultaneously to help millions of people and 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 potentially even more because we're up to eight million people that are on clubhouse right now and i got the no marker clubhouse clubhouse jeff and so now they know who i am so being able to help them feel or have them feel a certain way. And, and it's maybe not even have, it's just just that a presence and awareness because I can't make anybody feel anyway. It's their choice to feel how they feel. So by being me, if they feel uh, and they they can gain from that some wonderful experience and and just go, wow, this is exciting. We're actually having a conversation. We're we're able yeah. to learn something in a, an exciting way. And that energy, I mean, I've always had this energy from when I was little, it's that curiosity that my mother and my father and my stepdad have instilled in me is is chase that curiosity. So the legacy of chasing a curiosity, chase what it is that you love and then feel good about having educated yourself. Uh, And so that's kind of the legacy that I'd like with me and with, uh, as my company grows, make anything easy.
0: That is brilliant. And that is so beautiful. I felt that is also very heart centered. And what I'm seeing traditionally, whatever everything coming from that within, it is just creates so much magic. So I'm looking forward to see how things will unfold. And uh, what amazing, beautiful things you're going to surprise us with in years to come. Jeff, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here tonight, today with us. And thank you for your time. And again, for everybody watching and listening, guys, watch out because we are joint forces here and we are going to surprise with so many amazing things yet to
1: come. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope everybody has an amazing day.
0: Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.